and big kids in full effect, yo. I'ma kick the Willie Bobo out. Check it, yo. No question. Hey, yo, what's the 411, hun? What's the 411, I got it going on, hun. Hey, yo, I got it going on, hun. What's the 411, hun? What's the 411, hun? I got it going on. Hey, yo, I got it going on. Welcome to another episode of Pickleball 411. I am Coach Fig along with... Coach Debbie. And, uh, Coach Debbie. <laughs> and we're going to have a great episode today. We're going to talk about the return to serve. But first... I got a few things I'd like to talk about. One is, it's sort of related to me. Uh, almost 18 months, two years, since I was able to do uh, tennis programs with kids after school. Yay, we're back. That's and awesome. It was awesome. I got told by... Um, first graders and kindergartners that I am the best tennis coach in the whole world and kids don't lie so there we go I don't know there's some competition here okay all All right well I'll I'll, 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 uh, share the female title (laughs) title. you can have the male title Uh, okay okay all right and then a couple of other great things um I checked out tonight our friends in banning and they were playing and they are have developed a really nice little dink game they've gone to the soft game they've said that they're out there practicing about an hour before they play to develop their dink and their drops and i was truly blown away good work guys out there i'm really really impressed that's great i i'm glad that you guys are getting something out of the podcast yeah i, I am too and our podcast listenership is growing I think it's word of mouth, which in my humble opinion, I love word of mouth. To me, word of mouth means people believe in it and they'll tell their friends and hopefully their friends will tell their friends. And um, like we've said before, we're doing this because we like we love to teach and we're hoping that other people will want to come along and uh, pick up the sport and get it and get it going in the right direction. Okay, that's good news. Thanks for the support, guys, and I hope you guys enjoy the content. So now uh, going into the return to serve. Yeah, the return to serve. Um, probably the second most important shot of the game. The first and most important shot would be the serve, getting that ball started. But I kind of almost am saying they're almost equally or maybe the return's a little bit more important because if you miss that return, you're going to, the other team's going to get a point. Whereas if you miss your serve, uh, if you're the one, it's going to go to the two. You haven't you haven't really lost a point yet, so you know it's a it's a really important shot. And the question is, what do you do with that shot? Where do you put that serve return? Where do you put it? So um, I'm going to go a real quick um, description of the best place to return the serve. Okay. Um, it's about four feet from the baseline, right in the middle. On, you know that line the middle line right on the middle there and that's a great place to put your uh, return and a um, couple of reasons one angles can't be hit on you um, an angle when they when you go out wide on a return meaning cross the court out exiting out the side it can be an impressive looking shot, but the problem is, is they're now going to be able to create an angle on you. Yeah, that's a good and point. And that's going to split your team up. It's going to make things a little bit uglier. So you really want to keep that ball in the middle of the court. Um, another thing is the return. The serving team is really at a disadvantage because of the double bounce rule, meaning they must allow that ball 
to hit the court before they can hit their what's called the third shot. Um, so the retaining team has a little bit more of an advantage. So one of the other things that you want to do is that you're going to return that ball to the center of the court in that little four feet away from the baseline. And then the question is, get to the no volley zone. The team that owns that space first is about 70% chance of winning the point. So that's pretty good odds. Yes. Right? Now, one of the other things I talked with you about yesterday was, um, as I was researching for this, is that when you're returning the ball, a lot of times people think, oh, if I return it really hard and hit it really deep, I'm going to be okay, right? The problem is, is that they are going to get the ball back on you. You're not going to be able to get to that no volley zone. So kind of reminded me of a saying, not that I ever drive fast, you know, in my Mustang, never, never would I do that. But okay, the Mustang old, Sally. Not Mustang Sally. The old saying is, don't drive any faster than your guardian angel can fly. Well, it's don't hit your returns any faster than your feet can fly to that no volley zone. Does that make sense? That makes a lot so of sense. So you might want to hit, you know, back off on the power and make it a little bit more loopy, dropping it into that back middle uh, spacing so you can get those feet to that uh, no volley zone. Hopefully, maybe when the ball bounces before they're swinging because now you're really in position. <clears throat> okay, that, that's, those are all great points. Uh, but before I go to that, I'm going to talk about the footing. A lot of people, they have such bad footing that they're completely flat like cement on the when they're returning. So basically, any jam serve, they're flat, and all they do is pop it up. They don't move to the left, or they don't hit backhand, so all they do is pop it up. So that's sort of a bad form in returning because you're being, you're in a complete disadvantage. So the thing you have to do is start moving your feet. And I notice when I play people that when they're completely flat-footed, I'll go at their body and they just pop it up. So that's one of the things that they need to start doing. Now, as far as the return is concerned, I like to return down the middle. It makes them, the, the partners have to pick. It's all right, are you going to hit it? Are you going to hit it? A lot of people don't know that forehand gets the advantage on the center. So they get confused and they let it go. And you also want to return it high, as Coach Debbie just said, because not only because of that, getting on the no volley zone, it's also because if you're a beginner, you get a chance to change your grip. If you return with a Western, you get a chance to change it to a Continental so you can volley now. And also one of the other things that everybody should do as a pickleball player is develop a slice. Because a lot of people have problems with low balls. If you guys listen to the pilot episode, we mentioned that Western grips always have... Um, <laughs> always have problems with low balls so if you develop a backhand slice <laughs> if you develop a backhand slice you're golden so that's another thing uh, people should consider uh, in developing um good advice yeah um what you're talking about with the, the footwork is you'd never want to you know plant yourself 
You want to be a little bit more on the balls of the feet, right? And the other thing is, is you need to create spacing. Spacing means, you know, how your normal swing is. You don't want to get jammed into your body to where you're, you know, popping up, as you say. Right. You want to be able to slide, you know, on the balls of your feet and create the space where you can get through the swing. Um, so don't plant yourself as a returner. Kind of go maybe check out tennis too. The the how returners are. They tend to get on the balls of our feet, weight is forward, and we're ready to move forward or side to side as we need to adjust. The other thing is is as you become more aware of the server and where they position the ball most likely, you can start to read their serves a little bit. I always advise to to track the ball with your eyes. As they go to serve, try to focus only on the ball coming off their paddle and that your mind, your your brain, your eyes, everything will kind of calculate it like a computer of where it's most likely going to hit. And just, just kind of trust that that's all gonna work. And you know, it's like, if I threw a ball to you, you'd reach your hand right out there and catch it and you wouldn't have to think too hard about it. Let that, that mind and eyes just focus on that ball and you, you'll start moving your feet, especially if you don't, like you said, be flat-footed and submitted to the court. Right. And one of the other cute sayings that you say, actually, is when you're completely flat-footed, you're in the train track. Mm-hmm. So you have to get out of the way right. in order to not get ran over by the train track. Right. So. If you're not moving your feet, the ball is the train and it's running you over and you're going to pop it up and hit it short and you're destroyed. So and Yeah, I, I do use that a lot, uh, teaching people with tennis. How can you forget not yes. to mention your own saying? Yes, I, well, yeah. I, you know, um, I thank you. For, but well, at least the saying did stick because you remembered it too. But the train track, you're on the train track, the train's coming to you. What you gonna do? You gonna stand right there and let it mow you over, or are you gonna slide to the side and be able to smack it with your paddle, kill the train with your paddle, right? Right. So, is there anything else you'd like to add on the return? Um, it takes practice, and I've got a couple of ideas I'd like to share on uh, you know practice. Get a partner. And, you know, get some cones, you know, those little low cones like they use in soccer. You can pick those up at Walmart pretty cheap. You're going to put a box, make a little box where I said four feet in from the baseline, center of the court. That's where you're going to try to aim your returns. Have your partner behind the box on the baseline serving to you. And servers, don't try to kill them. Let them work on their return first. Soft, soft or easy uh, returns. And here's what I want you to do. You're going to try to loft that ball into that box. See if you can get 10 out of 10. If you can get 10 out of 10, you got pretty good control. Now, once you've done that, you know, you can switch with your partner so they can get the practice. And then when you go back, what you're going to do is you're going to loft that ball into the box and you're going to hustle to the no volley zone and see if your feet get to that line when the ball bounces in the box. So if your feet are not fast enough, the, the return is bouncing way before you get there, then it tells, tells you you probably need a little bit more loft and maybe a little slower ball. So you're going to start to figure out how can I time this so my feet get to the line and the ball is hitting that target. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think those two, those two practice drills will really improve your confidence 
in uh, returning so that when you go back to the game situation, you're going to have a little bit more confidence that you can hit that target and get those feet in there. Yeah, right? that makes sense. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, not at this moment, but okay. And anything you would like to add? Uh, no, actually, we I think we pretty much covered it. Well, um, this what I did want to say is okay. that throughout the um, the podcast that we've done, we're trying to build we're trying to build your game. All right, we're starting with the dinking, we're starting with different suggestions. And we're trying to give you the skill set to where you can build a full game. As I say with tennis players, you gotta make, you gotta put down the foundation first, and then you're gonna put up walls, and, and you're gonna have, you know, the you put a roof in and the windows and all that. So it's it's in stages, and that's kind of how we're doing with the podcast. Right. We're we're gonna spread it out in stages to help um, develop your game and hopefully improve it. Um, strategies on the returns what do you do you know because the other thing is is your return now becomes the third shot for the returning or for the serving team and we've all heard over and over and over third shot drop right right so next week i think that would be the next evolution of what we should probably talk about is that third shot drop how why and when yes we're going to talk about if a um if a return is short what are you going to do um when to quote unquote go for it big or do a third shot drop and we're going to cover that next week so until then ladies and gentlemen i hope you guys were entertained and keep working hard on your pickleball yes keep practicing yes yes